Welcome to another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. I'm Bill Wasner, and with me today, for the first time, is Jason Haupt. Welcome, Jason. Thank you. Jason is uh, the Energy and Environmental Stewardship Educator for Fulton, Mason, uh, Peoria, and Tazewell. So, how long have you been on board with uh, the University of Illinois Extension? Uh, I will be three years on April 22nd so just under two uh, just under three years very good so we're going to talk about insects in our yards and natural ways of controlling them so the first thing I think I'll ask is what sorts of insects are we going to be talking about today I think most people are concerned about uh, the biting insects so you know your buffalo gnats and uh, your black flies and mosquitoes, I think, are the big ones that people really want to keep out of their yards because, you know, it's summer and or at least the war- weather's getting warmer and you want to spend some time outside. And so you don't want to have your your time outside ruined by a bunch of mosquitoes or a bunch of biting insects that are uh, keeping you indoors or keeping you from truly enjoying your backyard. Absolutely. So what kinds of things can we do to naturally control these biting insects? Well, I mean, there's some simple things, you know, reducing the breeding habitat around your ho- your home is, is going to be a big deal. So, you know, standing water and, and reducing areas where, where these insects can breed is going to be a, a, a big factor in, in reducing that and just some common sense measures. Uh, but, you know, attracting uh some animals that are going to eat those insects or intentionally putting those animals uh, in areas where they're going to eat those insects is going to be a really big way to help reduce the the number of those uh, those bugs in their backyard. It sounds like a good idea, but what kind of animals are we talking about? Well, I mean, anything that's going to be eating insects is going to be a big deal. So uh, if you have the space attracting uh, birds like purple martins and your your sparrows are going to be a big deal. Uh, they both are uh, big insect eaters. They they uh, raise young throughout the the summer months, and so they're they're eating a lot of insects. And they take take insects uh, directly out of the air. You see them. They're a lot of fun to watch because uh, they are hunting insects in the air, and they dive and swoop, and uh, you know they're just fun to watch. So you know that's that's an added benefit to the fact that you're not going to have as many of those biting insects in your yard as well. Um, but you know, like I said, purple martins and and swallows are are a big deal. Uh, but you know, all ins all birds eat insects at least part of the year, um, and they feed them to their young as well. So just attracting birds in general is going to help keep the insect population in your backyard down as well. Uh, and then I know I'm going to probably turn some people off by saying this, but trying to attract bats is another really good way to reduce the number of insects in your backyard. That's exactly uh, what I was thinking as you were talking about uh, about birds. Bats do an even better job, don't they, than than birds? Well, I, I, not necessarily a better job, but you know, two different time frames. You've got a bat hunting at night, and you got the birds hunting during the day. So you know, you're kind of reducing the the insect population on both sides of the sun. Uh, but you know, you know, if you've got a water feature in your yard, you know, having uh, good habitat for amphibians and having some fish in there, they're going to help reduce the insect population as well because they're going to eat the insects too. Ah, so that brings us to the next part of our question, and it, how do we attract these animals uh, to, well, to help us? Yeah, I mean, it can be very easy. 
uh, as simple as planting uh, plants and providing food throughout the year to attract the birds that are going to be coming in. So, you know, having a bird feeder in the winter and fall months and in the the spring uh, when there isn't as much food available to keep those uh, birds that stick around uh, your house year round uh, to keep them around is a good way to do that. Uh, Making sure that you have a habitat that is going to attract a lot of beneficial insects as well. to provide a wider variety of food for for the birds is going to be a good way to attract birds. Uh, purple martins and uh, swallows, they take a little bit more space, but if you have the space, they are really good. Uh, putting up a purple martin house, uh, or actually putting up several purple martin houses, is going to be the best way to attract those purple martins. Um, they are colony nesters, and so they, they nest together in a large group and they come back to the same location year after year. And so uh, once you get a colony established, you'll have a colony there until you no longer have those houses up. Um, so you, know, you need a lot of space, particularly with purple martins. Um, they require you know, at least 40 feet away from uh, tall objects. So you know, your light posts and uh, tall trees and uh, buildings, they need to be far away from those uh, because they uh, swoop and they, they dive in the air and they need lots of room to maneuver while they're hunting. And so they need a, a, big, spa- a big open space. So if you have a big open space, purple martins are a great way uh, to maybe take care of some of those biting insects throughout the year or throughout the summer months. Hey, something to keep in mind with purple martins is that uh, there are birds that like to nest in purple martin houses. So closing your purple martin houses up and opening them up only when you see those purple martins start to show up in the area is going to be a very good way to keep those uh, houses for the purple martins and not, uh, you know, your sparrows or something else. But you know, you can always evict those those tenants as well. I see. So uh, any other uh, challenges that are presented in trying to use natural methods versus uh, insecticides and such? There, there are some other challenges. Bats can be uh, somewhat challenging if, that, if you put a bat house up to attract bats to the area. Um, and you know, it's not in the perfect spot. They, they tend to be very finicky in uh, utilizing uh, bat houses. It can take a little while for bat houses to, be a, to get established. Um, but you know you need need to have the bat houses up off the ground um, at least 15 feet is the recommendation. Uh, you need to have uh, it facing uh, typically the southeast or the southwest uh, so that that house gets uh, warmed up uh, during the day and uh, stays warm throughout the day. Uh, and um, they need about six hours of sun for uh, for them to really stay warm. Um, because they'll uh, sometimes they'll uh, shelter there um, in the winter months too, um, but not typically. So you know, a place for them to rest at night and to uh, to be um, be able to stay safe and making sure that it stays warm throughout the throughout the day is important. Um, they are warm-blooded, so they uh, they need uh, heat to help keep them warm, so they don't have to expend a lot of energy to keep themselves warm. Uh, and then uh, having Birds move into those birdhouses that maybe you don't want to have in those in in those birdhouses are are some of the really big potential threats to to having a colony of purple martins show up or uh, to having bats um, in your yard is is are some of the challenges. 
Sounds good. Any place we can go to get more information on this and other subjects? Yeah, uh, the University of Illinois Extension website uh, is a very good resource. Uh, the Living with Wildlife is a really good uh, resource that uh, the University of Illinois Extension has uh, that is available uh, online and is, is a good uh, resource to utilize, um, particularly when trying to attract different types of uh, animals to your yard or, or even excluding those animals to your yard. It's, it's a good, good resource to utilize. Um, and then uh, as far as attracting bats, the batconservation.org, uh, they're a really good resource to utilize. They, uh, you can donate to them to help researching bats and uh, a lot of the other threats, that, other things that are threatening bats. But then uh, also purplemartin.org is another really good resource for uh, learning more about purple martins and uh, some of the resources that you need there. Very good. Well, for another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources, this has been Bill Wasner and Jason Haupt.